Welcome to Good Guy Grant's podcast. It's mad decent. This is the Good Guy Grant podcast. I'm your host, Grant. Coming up on today's show, we're actually going to talk Major League Baseball All-Stars. As the All-Star team was announced, and this will be a show dedicated to just that. So if you're a big baseball fan, tune in. If you're not a big baseball fan, hey, I understand you don't want to hear about it. That's fine. I will go over the All-Star team, who was picked, who was not. But I want to look into what exactly, why I don't like the fan voting in the All-Star game as well. So first of all, I'll go over the selections. In the American League, this is your All-Star starters. Salvador Perez, the Kansas City Royals. Vlad Guerrero Jr., Toronto. He's your first baseman. Marcus Simeon, Toronto, second baseman. Rafael Devers, having a really good year with Boston. He's your third baseman. Xander Bogarts, Boston, shortstop. Mike Trout, who has not played hardly at all this season. He won't be in the All-Star game. Why? Because he's injured, and he's been injured for a while. But the fan voting voting him in as a starter. Aaron Judge, the other All-Star. Tuscar Hernandez of the Toronto Blue Jays, outfielder. Shohei Hotani, who right now is the MVP halfway through the season. He's had a phenomenal year. You know, I give him credit. I kind of got into it with somebody on Twitter the other day because... With Otani, his average isn't as high as I thought it was. And somebody was like, well, he's not really a slap hitter. You know, he's he's just one of those home run guys, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people that come from, that go to Major League Baseball, come from China and come from Japan, are slap hitters. Ichiro, perfect example. Wasn't a big-time power hitter. He was a doubles guy. Liked to get on base, steal a lot. Otani is built similar to Ichiro, but everybody keeps comparing him to, to Matsui because Matsui hit a lot of home runs. I don't see the comparison. Uh, and now Otani has the pitch, so I give him credit for that as well. The reserves for the American League. Mike Zunino, Tampa Bay, catcher. Jose Altuve, second baseman, Houston. Bo Bichette, who I really like. Toronto Blue Jays, shortstop. Carlos Correa, Houston, shortstop. Matt Olson, who's having a good year out there in Oakland. Problem is, Oakland doesn't draw a lot of fans. First baseman. Jose Ramirez of the Indians makes it. He's the third baseman. He's the backup. You know, I think you can kind of go both ways on Jose Ramirez. He's batting 265. He was kind of up and down, hot and cold so far this season. Jared Walsh, who is slowly actually becoming a productive hitter out there for the Angels. He's the backup first baseman. Michael Brantley, who leads Major League Baseball in batting average, is a reserve. And I'll get into that in a minute. Joey Gallo. Of the Texas Rangers makes it. I want to talk about him as well a little bit later. Adolis Garcia. I think he's deserving. He plays for the Rangers. Cedric Mullins is having a good year on a bad Orioles team. J.D. Martinez is actually starting to heat up. He's on the bench for the Boston Red Sox. And then Nelson Cruz of the Minnesota Twins. He's a reserve as well. I didn't realize this, but Nelson Cruz is batting 306. That's pretty good. Your pitchers for your American League. Shane Bieber, who's hurt, so he's going to miss the game. Garrett Cole of the Yankees. Nathan Avaldi, good year for Boston. Kyle Gibson of the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I mean, 6-0, 1.98 ERA, but there's something about him I don't like. And I'll get into that in a minute. You'll see Kichi. He pitches for the Seattle Mariners. He's the uh, the Japanese left-hander out there. 6-3, 3.18 ERA. Actually having a pretty good year. 
Lance Lynn, Chicago White Sox. He's actually been one of the reasons why the White Sox are leading that division. He's 8-3, 2.02 ERA. That's pretty good. And then Carlos Rondon, also another pitcher for the White Sox. ERA's under 3. Relievers, got Matt Barnes having a good year with Boston. Aroldis Chapman, who has been struggling, somehow made the All-Star team. I don't understand that. Liam Hendricks, Chicago White Sox. Ryan Presley, Houston Astros. Gregory Soto, Detroit Tigers. How can the Tigers, and I thought about this, so it's going back to Chapman, by the way, his ERA is 4.57, and he somehow made the All-Star team. How are the Tigers getting a couple All-Stars when they had a really crappy year? I never understood that. To be honest with you, you know, people talk about like Detroit and everything, but Gregory Soto, I think he, he's had a pretty good year. He's 4 and 1, 2.94 ERA, but he only has six saves. So again, you, you have six saves and you make an all-star team. I don't understand that. I'll look at the, the snubs here in a minute as well. For the National League, you got Buster Posey, catcher, San Francisco. The issue I have with the, the Buster Posey pick is he doesn't play first base, or he doesn't play catcher all the time. He's not, he plays half at first, half at catcher, but he's batting 328, so I understand why he made it. Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves, who are having a, they're having a bad year out there in Atlanta. He's batting 268. I was glad to see this one because he's having a really good year. Adam Frazier, second baseman for the Pirates, is having a really good year. Nolan Arenado, have you really heard a lot about Nolan Arenado out there in St. Louis. I mean, he's batting 261. He's got 16 home runs, 52 RBIs. But for a guy that's hit that, and St. Louis does this every year until the end of the season, you don't hear a lot of press about St. Louis the first half of the season, and then the second half, people start to realize that the Cardinals are, are a good team year in and year out. And the media starts talking about them more and more. And then they get to the postseason and the Cardinals are there and they talk about them more and more. It happens every year and it drives me crazy because I'm a Reds fan and I hate the Cardinals. Fernando Tatis Jr., one of the most exciting players in baseball, is your starting shortstop. Ronald Acuna Jr., you saw that bat flip the other day. That was kind of cool for the Braves. Two Reds made it, both starters. Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker, both starters for the Reds. On the reserves... You got the Phillies catcher, JT Romuto. Backup second baseman is Ozzy Albies for Atlanta. Chris Bryant made it for the Cubs. And again, the Cubs are not having a great year. Brandon Crawford with the Giants, who's having... I mean, Brandon Crawford's a good, decent player, but he's batting 264. Jack Cronenworth of the Padres, second baseman. Eduardo Escobar of the Arizona Diamondbacks. The thing about Arizona, I mean, they're having a crappy year. But this thing with every team has to have a representative, I don't like. Because this dude's batting 248, and he makes it. Max Muncy of the Dodgers makes it as a reserve. Trey Turner, who, with the Nationals, is actually having a really good year. He's batting 318. I honestly thought... For a second, if it wasn't for Tatis, Trey Turner should be starting. Mookie Betts, reserve outfielder for the Dodgers. Brian Reynolds, another Pirate. So the, I mean, the Pirates have 
a couple decent pieces. The problem with Adam Frazier is he's been around for a little while. Brian Reynolds, the outfielder, he's having a good year. He made a really nice catch out in the outfield the other day. Kyle Schwarber made it. Ugh. He's hurt, though, so he's not going to play. But the thing with Kyle Schwarber I don't like, it's like that Russell Brandon thing back in the day. It's where the dude either hits a home run or he strikes out. He's exactly like Russell Brandon. I've said this for years. I don't understand it. I'm a Reds fan, so I watch Brandon play, and I even watched him when he played for the Indians as well. Kyle Schwarber is the exact same player. Juan Soto, another young talent for the Nationals. You know, he made it as a reserve. And then Chris Taylor of the Dodgers, he made it, which is interesting. I mean, Chris Taylor, he's batting 268, which is not bad. And then your pitcher, pitchers for the National League, you got Corbin Burns of the Brewers, you Darvish of the Padres, Jacob deGrom, who was voted in, but he's not going to pitch. And the reason is, I think he pitches a day or two before the All-Star game. And he's and he already said, came out and said, you know, I've been beat up this year. I'm going to need those extra couple days of rest, which is understandable. You know, with the Mets in first place in that division, you need your ace pitcher the rest of the year. So I understand DeGrom wants to set, set it out, even though he is the best pitcher in baseball, lowest ERA in Major League Baseball. Kevin Gossman having a really good year out there with the Giants. He made it. Jermaine Marquez, I hope I'm saying that right. I remember him. He pitches out there in Colorado. He's 7-6 and six with an ERA of almost 4, and he makes it. I don't understand that one. Trevor Rogers having a really good year with the Marlins. Zach Wheeler, who's had a bounce-back season with the Philadelphia Phillies. He's having a really good year. 6-4, and four, but his ERA is 2.05. That's pretty damn good. And then Brandon Woodruff, who is the ace pitcher out there for the Brewers. In the relievers, you got Josh Hader of the Brewers. Craig Kimball, who's having a bounce-back year for the Cubs. Mark Melicone, the top save guy in the National League for the Padres. And then Alex Reyes. Again, he's another guy having a good year out in St. Louis. 1.12 ERA. He's their closer. 20 saves. But again, you don't hear about the Cardinals a lot. I want to talk about who I thought made it who shouldn't and i'll start in the national league right off the bat mike trout should not have made it it's kind of like um you guys remember when jordan played for the wizards and he made that all-star team with the wizards because the fans voted him in that's exactly like this jordan with the wizards should not have made the all-star team that year he even got game mvp which was ridiculous mike trout has been injured for almost the entire season but fans love him. You know, I enjoy watching Mike Trout as well. He's a really good player. He plays really good defense. Hits for average. Hits for home runs. One of the best players in baseball. I get it. But the fact is, Mike Trout has hardly played this season, and fans voted him in. They have to change the fan voting for this reason. Why is he in there? The fact that a guy can get in just because he's Mike Trout is ridiculous. The other issue I have is it's like the you look at teams and it's a lot of heavy, especially in the in both divisions actually. You have a lot of major markets like Boston, you know, the Angels, the Yankees, getting these players in because of they're in a major market and fan there's so many fans and they vote for them and they, they get them in there. Like when you look at who's in there, Toronto, major market, 
Boston, major market. LA, major market. New York, major market. The only one who is starting in the All-Star game that's not in a major market, and they're in a decent market, is Salvador Perez for Kansas City. Other than him, Vlad Guerrero, Marcus Simeon, Tascar Hernandez, major market out there in Toronto. Devers, Bogarts, Boston, big market. Mike Trout, big market. Aaron Judge, big market. And Bogarts and Devers are having a really good year of Boston. I don't want to take that away from them. But the issue I have, and I hope this they change this, is the fact that even though this guy is not hitting like a ton of home runs, but his average, he's leading Major League Baseball in batting average at 340. Michael Brantley, you know, he has five home runs, 31 RBIs, not a lot. But he's not starting. He's on the bench. A guy who I thought should have made it that did not, and he's actually leading Major League Baseball in stolen bases, is Whit Murfield of the Royals. And I think a lot of people forget like stolen bases as a category. And I'm not a huge stolen base guy myself, but I but I respect what they do, things like that. Whit Murfield has 23 stolen bases. He's batting... He's batting over 280. He's batting 284, 8 home runs, 45 RBIs. But he did not make the all-star team. I did not understand that. Joey Gallo. Everybody loves him because he hits bombs, right? He has 20 home runs, you know, 46 ribbies. But he's batting 233. How can an all-star make the all-star roster when you bat 233? I don't understand it. But a guy who leads Major League Baseball in stolen bases in Whit Murfield, who's batting 284, doesn't get in. That doesn't make sense to me. And it's the fan voting thing. It's dumb. How does Tim Anderson not make it? He's batting 298. Six home runs, 28 RBIs for the White Sox. Again, Michael Brantley leading Major League Baseball in batting average, and he's not a starter. I don't understand that. As for pitchers, the one guy I want to talk about is Chris Bassett. He pitches for the Oakland Athletics. He's nine and two. Nine point or excuse me, nine and two, three point oh four ERA. But he doesn't make it. How? But you vote in Shane Bieber, who's been hurt for the past few weeks, right? You vote in Araldus Chapman. Who has been absolutely piss poor. His ERA is almost five. But you vote in Araldus Chapman to the All-Star team. Why? I don't understand that. If somebody can explain that to me, I would love to hear it. It's that major market thing is the reason why. You know, I don't I don't get how a guy has an ERA that high. Now, he has the highest ERA that is on the All-Star team, 4.71. But Rossiel Iglesias, who pitches for the Angels, his ERA is 3.52, and he has just as many saves. He doesn't make it. You know, you can make the case for uh, Lou Trevino out there in Oakland. ERA is 2.01. He has 13 saves. But he didn't make it. But you vote in Araldis Chapman. I don't get that. The rest of the guys, you know, I'm okay with. Um, you know, Garrett Cole's had a good year. Avaldi's had a good year. 
Gibson's okay. Uh, Lance Lynn and Rolden, you know, they're good. But you notice a trend. All these starters, besides Shane Bieber, are in major markets. Garrett Cole, New York. Avaldi, Boston. Kyle Gibson, Texas. Uh, Kukechi, Seattle. Lance Lynn, Rolden, Chicago. When you go to the National League, again, I talked about with the Buster Posey thing. He plays half his games at catcher and first base, but his batting average is really good. I don't have a problem with that. I'm really glad to see Adam Frazier's in there. He's having a really good year. Where um, I don't have, when it comes to, it's tough for me. You know, I, I like to see my Reds there. And Jesse Winker, 19 home runs, 49 RBIs. He's batting 310. But his averages definitely went down over the past few weeks. Castellanos definitely deserves to be there. 339. 16 home runs, 53 RBIs. But I saw the... It was yesterday. One of the Reds' um, Twitter accounts tweeted out. Yeah, you know, we've, we've beaten every National League Central team in a series once this year. But you're seven games back in the division. That's not something to be proud of. I realize you're looking for positive things to try to spin it. I understand that. But the fact is, the Reds are seven games back. The wins they've gotten lately are against shitty teams. The Cubs have lost nine in a row. And we're talking about the Reds. You're tweeting out, you know, yeah, we've, we've won, you know, series against every team in the division. I hate to tell you, but the division's not very good. You're going to have St. Louis start to climb up. They do this every second out of the season. Milwaukee's really good. The Pirates have a couple pieces, but they're not very good. The Cubs are not very good. The Reds have a couple pieces, but they're... Are you really counting on Wade Miley to be your number two in Cincinnati? Castillo's fine. I'm fine with him. But Wade Miley, he's a journeyman again. I think people in the National League who should be starters... Who are not, it's tough for me because I think they got it right in the starters. Where I have an issue is on the bench. Kyle Schwarber, the issue I have with Kyle Schwarber, and I've talked about this before, the man's batting 253. You know, they talked about how he had all these home runs in so many games. You know, he's 25 home runs, 53 RBIs, though. So basically, you're hitting home runs, but barely anybody's on base. You know, the, the thing with Kyle Schwarber, and everybody knows about this. In the last 30 games, Kyle Schwarber has 36 strikeouts. 36. But everybody wants to focus on the 16 home runs. So it's okay for you to strike out a lot. But because you hit a lot of home runs, people don't look at that. Kyle Schwarber has 88 strikeouts on the year. 88. He has more strikeouts than he does runs. He has more strikeouts than he does hits. But the fact is, he has 25 home runs, and people look at that like, yeah, you know, he has 25 home runs, though. He strikes out a lot. Now he's hurt. He's probably not going to play. Again, this is one of those things to where I have an issue with why he's there, in a sense. You know, you know, who could have been there instead of him? You can make cases for a few people. They could have put an extra pitcher in there. They could have, you know, put another hitter in there. They could have done a lot of different things. 
you know, with with them and, you know, what's going on with this and that. But the thing is, why is a guy, again, who strikes out a lot, in the, you know, there, it's because it's a home run league. They talked about, I was listening to the radio the other day, they talked about how over the past month, you know, the hitters are getting the best out of the pitchers. Yeah, it's warming up. That's why. This happens usually every year. But people are like, no, it's because of, you know, they're taking away the pitcher's advantage to be able to use, you know, the the loaded ball, you know, things like that. No, whenever it warms up, you see the hitting start to change. And it starts to get a little bit better, a little bit better. Summer months, that's when the hitting starts to fly. That's when the home runs come out. Things like that. I would have liked to see, you know, a, maybe another closer takeover for um, Kyle Schwarber, you know, something like that. But the fact is, they're going to pick a hitter, and the way baseball does it is they they have this fan voting for like, they put like five guys to be able for fans to vote for like the final spot. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, go and vote for this person, blah, 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 and I just sit there and I'm like, you can't have a committee that's going to do this. In my opinion, you know the guy who should be there? It's Taiwan Walker. He has a 2.44 ERA with the Mets. But you put in Jermaine Marquez. Why did you put Jermaine Marquez out there when he has six losses? I don't understand. That's That's one of the things I don't understand. Why did Trevor Bauer not make it? Trevor Bauer is 8 and 5. His ERA is 2.59. He has the most quality starts in baseball, but he didn't make it. Is it because of the allegation he has going on? Yeah, maybe. Is it because he's, you know, he's on that 7-day commissioner's list the way I stay with the team, which is a joke. Maybe. But he should be there. Instead of voting, you know, Every team needs a representative, blah, blah, blah. I think that that's just dumb. You're taking away a spot from somebody because you want to give it to another team. Like the Rockies, they're not even very good. But you gave a spot to Jermaine Marquez. I don't understand that. Instead of Trevor Bauer. You're giving these spots to people that don't, don't deserve it. Like Brandon Woodruff for the Brewers, fine. I'm perfectly fine. Zach Wheeler, fine. Trevor Rogers, fine. Kevin Gossman, fine. DeGrom, again. Cy Young right now. Hugh Darvish. Hugh Darvish is tough. I mean, 7-3, 2.65 ERA. But the thing with him is he he gets a lot of you know runs in his starts and everything, which is which kind of helps him out, kind of settle and things like that. Because the thing with Hugh Darvish is he he struggles in the first couple innings. It's always been like that. You know, Corbin Burns, he's 4-4 four and four on the year, but his ERA is 2.41. So he's not getting a lot of run support. He's pitching really well, but he's not getting a lot of run support. I'm fine with that. Again, Brian Reynolds, I'm glad to see that with the Pirates. 306, 15 home runs, 46 RBIs. He was drafted in 2016. He's, he's 26 for the Pirates. Pirates have a couple decent pieces. 
are they going to be one of those teams to challenge for the you know the wild card or the division? No, no. They're fluke, just like my Reds. If the Reds make the wild card, I'm gonna I'll be happy. You know, I'm gonna watch it. But I know the Reds don't have enough to get to where they need to in a championship. I'll I'll always be honest. I'll say that. You know, Kukechi out there in Seattle. He's six and three, three point one eight ERA. Pretty good. But because he is on the West Coast, not a lot of people know about him out on the East Coast. You know, one of my favorite players to watch, Bo Bichette. Plays for Toronto. He's batting 290, 15 home runs, 54 RBIs. He didn't make it in terms of starting because Bogarts is having a really good year. You know, Correa, 298. He's on the bench. I'll give it to them, the people that, that have got some of these players. But for the fan voting... It's got to change. They have to have a. I think they need to have a committee. You know, they can do like former players or former GMs, things like that. Panel of like ten, and those people pick the All Star team. You know, they've been around the business. They know that instead of having fan voting, baseball's trying to get you know more fans involved, things like that. Putting guys like Mike Trout in there who don't deserve it, I don't understand it. Well, this is the Good Guy Grant Podcast. Um, You can like my Facebook page at Good Guy Grant Podcast. I also post the episodes on there on the Facebook. Twitter is Good Guy Grant 1. I post the episodes and tweet out some interesting things. You know, I saw the other day, and I don't want to go on tangent that. You know, they they talked about Marv Albert, how he's, you know, that was his last game that he was doing in the NBA. And I'll talk about this for about 10 seconds. Marv Albert is 80. I didn't know that, by the way. I didn't know he was that old. I knew he'd been around for a while. I didn't know he was that old. But the thing with Marv Albert is, I still remember when he got in trouble for, um, it was like sexual misconduct back in the 90s to where, like, he inappropriately bit two women, things like that. It was one of those weird stories. I still remember that Marv Albert had to sit a couple games out for that. But again, you can follow me on Twitter, Good Guy Grant one Facebook page, Good Guy Grant Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great weekend and a great start to your week.